Yo, what's good, beautiful people? Here we are yet again, another episode of Cell Speaks. We are at episode 25. Oh my goodness, I cannot believe I did this 25 weeks in a row. God is good. I love you guys as my fan base that's been uh, supporting me. Definitely appreciate you guys. And, um, you know, I mean, uh, we, we, we still rocking. You know, I mean, definitely um, want to interact more with you guys. So, again, you know, hit me up. Tell me what you guys think when you hear the episodes. I'd love, love to hear your feedback going back and forth. And also, you know, some of the topics that are near and dear to your hearts that you want to hear addressed or hear discussed. You know, I mean, that's why we're doing this is to, to bring value to the people, but also to create dialogue, to create a good old community where we we keeping it real with whatever needs to be handled and doing our thing. Right. And so this leads me to, you know, the title of this episode. And it's crazy again, because I'm saying like episode 25, you know, what I mean, <laughs> that's that's an achievement. And I'm one to sometimes not appreciate my small wins, but, you know, I will kind of take that time and I hope you guys are all good. But, you know, what I mean, to my people out there, like who's in a relationship that you don't want to be in and you don't even understand how to get out? Like this is what this episode is, the art of the breakup. And so I was just talking to a homie of mine, a cousin of mine, and we were talking about, you know, being in a relationship, knowing that the person is not good for you, knowing the relationship isn't even doing anything for you, but just struggling to move forward, struggling to get out and how much of a fight that it can be. Um, and I was just explaining to her, like, it's just the art of the breakup. She was like, what's that? And it, it created this wonderful conversation. And I thought, man, this would be really good for the podcast. And so let's get into it. Like, you know, first, you know, OK, you find somebody and they dope and you know, you're spending your time with them, they're spending their time with you, and everything feels good and kosher and, and great. And then things just don't start going the way you wanted them to go or thought they were going to go. And it becomes super frustrating. The relationship, you know, becomes more of a drain on your time, your energy, and you're just like, ah, I can't wait to get out. And then comes that moment where you're trying to break up and you can't, right? And a lot of people get stuck in bad situations because once they reach this moment, they become paralyzed. And I, I promise you, I've been in that situation myself. You know what I mean? I was um, in one of the toughest relationships of my life. Um, the last one before I got married. And um, it was just, it was just hard, man. Like, you know, was, she wasn't a bad girl, you know, great, great girl. And, and to this day, I'll say she definitely, you know, loved me. But there was just a lot of things that needed growth, you know, maturity. And I wasn't perfect either. And I remember like it was the beginning of the year and God was like, yo, you need to break up with this girl. And I was like, all right, all right, I got it. And I remember talking to her and we was like, yo, you know, I feel like things is ending and, you know, we're coming to an end. She just bust out crying. You know, she bust out crying. She's like, yo, don't do this to me. Please don't do this to me. You know, come on, don't do this. Don't do this. And like, I, I was like, damn, like this, this is hard. This is really tough. And I was telling God, I don't have the strength to do this because I'm about to hurt this girl. You know what I mean? I don't really want to do it. I know I should break up with her, but I just can't. And he was like, no, you got the strength. Do it. Do it. And I was like, I, I can't. And I did not listen. And for the next two to three, almost four months, I suffered. I mean, the relationship just, it was sour. It was draining. It brought the ugly out of her, brought the ugly out of me. And it's just, it was just not good. And, you know, you just kind of learn from those experiences like, man, 
and you know, I look back in those moments and you know, most many times when we look in relationships, the biggest thing sometimes that creates the biggest struggle for us is the emotional pull that this person has on us. You know they have these annoying habits or these things that you do that you cannot stand. But it's just like you've been in so deep with them, you've been in so long with them that, you know what I mean, it's like it's hard to break free from it. You know, you it's like one minute you build up enough strength and then they say the right thing, do the right thing. Or, you know, they give you that feeling that like there's hope, you know. So let's say... You know, you wanted to break up with this girl because she just had a bad attitude for the longest. And then out of nowhere, one day, you know, you guys get into it. And then she comes up to you and she's like, look, I apologize. You know, I know I haven't been perfect. I'm, I'm working. I'm trying to be better. And I'm sorry. You know, I'm just trying to make an effort. And she they do something or she does something that you've never seen her do in a, in a while. Same thing with women. You know, what I mean, you you constantly are asking him to show you a certain level of respect or a certain level of transparency. And then one day he finally actually does it. And for you, it feels like a turning point. But the fact is, it's like, it's not a turning point. It's just one of those things that sometimes people do where it's like just enough to keep you, but not really enough for me to really change anything I'm doing. So it's like, I'm going to do this thing one time. And because I did it one time, you're going to think that that's what my new behavior is. And that's what keeps you. Because you're so desperately trying to keep this warm fuzzy feeling these emotions the euphoria of your relationship you're trying to keep that so now you're you're telling the person look this is what i need for this relationship to work this is what i need you to do in order for us to exist and they just continue to not do it and and i'm going to go off on a segue real quick listen if you keep asking me to do something like for example if you tell me that in order for me to be with you i need to treat you with respect but I don't treat you with respect and you stay with me, why would I ever treat you with respect then? Or or or, or something as you know simple as saying like, you, you want transparency in the relationship and if I don't give you that transparency, you're not gonna stay with me, yet I never give you the transparency and you continue to stay. So what I realize is if I'm, I'm, I'm you dating a person who's putting all these conditions is that your conditions mean nothing. I don't have to do what you're, you're banding of me. You don't, there's no consequence. If you ask me for something, you ask me for respect, for transparency, for me to stop flirting with other women. And when I do those things, you stay anyway. I mean, maybe you make a lot of noise, you get upset, but you still stay. And there's no consequence. Why would I ever start doing what you wanted me to do? Like most people are not necessarily that self, um, selfless and that giving. People will take whatever it is that you give them for as cheap as you'll give it to them for. You know, you have you can have women out there who are saying, oh, you know, um, if you're dating me, I just want you to know that we won't be having sex and it won't be any of this test off. And it's like, all right, cool. And then all of a sudden, as a guy, when you start making your moves and they're basically giving it up, it's like, oh, yeah, you just say a bunch of stuff, but you're not really behind it. And I'm not going to lie, like being a young man who used to be in the dating scene way back in the day before I stopped dating completely it was like um do you hear stuff like that all the time oh i don't do this oh i don't do that oh if you do this to me i'll da, 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 da. and you know what's funny it's like as a man you know what threats mean something and you know what threats are empty and i always joke about that like as a man you have to know when to listen to a woman when to ignore a woman and be able to know when they'll switch at a moment's notice <laughs> 
Because women say things sometimes and sometimes, yeah, listen, sometimes ignore it completely. Sometimes don't say anything at all or, or play along. You know what I mean? And so it's like you would know which threats hold weight, which threats don't. And for women, it's like, don't throw out empty threats. If you're going to say something, you have to have the the courage to follow through with whatever it is that you say, because I promise you, the moment that you start threatening a man or telling a man that, listen, this is going to be the consequences if you do that, at a man's core or nature, right, we love to be challenged. So the moment you challenge us, it's like, hmm, if I do this, you're going to do that. And chances are most men will take you at your challenge and say, OK, let's see what happens. I'm going to do this and let's see what you do. And if you don't follow up, oh, my gosh, you done just opened up Pandora's box. And this is not how you end up getting pulled because. Right. And I'm giving you guys free game out here to my ladies out here. And men, it, it applies to you and vice versa. So free game is look, relationships often work in something that I used to call balance of power. It don't really work that much in marriage because marriages are different dynamics. It can kind of work in marriage depending on how your relationship is set up. Me, I, my relationship ain't like that because it's just different dynamics. And, you know, when you move the way I move and kind of how God brought things together, certain things just don't work. But when I say dynamics of power, it means usually in a relationship, there is one person who is doing more of the pursuing, more of the romanticizing, more of the making the relationship function than the other. So sometimes that role switches. So sometimes it's more the guy, sometimes it's more the girl. And so a lot of times you want the balance of power in your favor. And I apologize, this is somewhat controversial, but the reality is, right, if you're in a relationship and you're spending the majority of your time always, always working, 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 to make the relationship function, make the person care for you, make the person love you, it's one-sided. And so you want a balance where the other person knows they still have to put their energy in. And see, understanding this whole concept is what makes the breakup hard. Because when you've been just putting so much into the relationship, so much into the relationship, so much time, so much energy, so much money, you are not just tethered to the person. You're tethered to your investment. Like I've met women sometimes who they don't even care about the person anymore. Like the relationship to them is trash. But what they say is I've put so much time in. I put so much time into this person. I put so much of my energy into this person. Or the thing I hear the most is, you know, what I mean, he's been growing so much. I don't want to sit there and leave him. And now another person profits off of everything that I put into this person. So you become tethered to your investment. And that's what happens when the balance of power, which I call in a relationship, the balance is off. When it's skiltered. So it's like you have one person who's just receiving, receiving, receiving. One person who's always giving, giving, giving. And now the giver wants a return on their investment. And the receiver is like, I'm full. I'm about ready to go. Why do things need to change? Right? And so now when you, the person who's tapped out, the person who has nothing else left to give, the person who's fed up, the person who's finally realizing like, yo, this is not good for me. You're trying to leave. You don't want to leave with nothing. It's just like stocks. You know what I mean? When you're in a stock, nobody wants to take a loss. So sometimes what ends up happening is you, if you can just win a little bit, you take that small little win and run with it. Even if that win is like $2, like if at one moment you might see a green, you, you may run with it. But in reality, most people don't even do that. What may and most likely usually happens is you're losing, then you continue to hold, then you're losing even more. 
And now it's like you losing so much, you don't even know if it's worth keeping anymore. Or no, you don't even know if it's worth trying to get out anymore because it's like, well, it's already this bad. Might as well just hold on. It should turn around at some point. And that's exactly what people do in relationships. You're in a situation that's not good. You know it's not good. Your friends don't even need to tell you anymore because you you know. But you done been in it so long and it's been so bad for so long. In your mind, it's like, all right, at some point we got to turn around. Like we had to hit rock bottom. And you'll be very, you'll be um, um, interestingly surprised to find out that people can create new rock bottoms <laughs> daily, daily. And what you're not also realizing is like, OK, yeah, you put that time in, but you're wasting more time with the wrong one. And I think something people don't understand is by entertaining the wrong people, you are blocking and occupying the space for the right one. And trust me, the right one is always there, always observing. They know what's up, but they also know when, all right, it ain't my time. Somebody's there. And you who's in a situation where you know you shouldn't be in it, you just sit there and pedal along, not realizing that the right person is right around the corner, but they just need you to let go of what you don't even want to hold on to. So we, we set in the stage. So now understanding, okay, this is what leads to breakups being super difficult. The connection, the investment, their family knows you, your family knows them. They know all of your deep secrets. They know all of your, your insecurities, your fears. They're so connected to you, so tethered to you. There's something that you get from them that you may not get from anybody else, whether it be the emotions, the accolade, the validation, the sex. Maybe it's even an aspect of spirituality. You know I mean? You don't have anybody in your life who offers some of the positive things that they offer because let's keep it real right you know i mean some relationships are completely all bad some are not some are like yeah you bad in the 80 percent, which is really i want to be with you but there's this 20 that you give that i really enjoy and i don't get that from anybody else and so it's like you suffer the 80 because you really 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 enjoy the 20 and so like I'm saying to you, you know, what I mean, we in the relationships, we, we tether ourselves to people based on what it is that they're giving that we want more over that we enjoy. And then the discomfort or the fear or the, the lack of desire to separate us from that thing. And whether that thing be I just don't want to be lonely. I want companionship. I feel like I'm getting older and I may not, you know, get married or end up with that person. Whatever that thing is, that's what ends up keeping you in a relationship you don't even want to be in. Right. And so this is the advice that I gave to my cousin and I'm going to share with you guys. In an aspect of understanding the things that tether you to a relationship, it also leads you to an acknowledgement of your feelings. Right. Oh, I love her. Oh, I love him. And because you feel like you love this person. It's what now makes the breakup 10 times difficult. So we're going to go through three aspects, right? So the first one being the whole you love them, right? Listen, you cannot love a person. And I'm going to give a disclaimer again. God is ahead of my life and all I do. And that is what leads all my perspectives and approaches. So the hierarchy of love, which I've described before, starts with you must love God. You must love yourself and then you love your neighbor, people, et cetera, et cetera. Now, the reason why it works perfectly that way is because whoever is at the top is what defines how your actions move. So whoever is at the top, all your actions are designed to please that person. Okay. So if you're at the top and you love yourself, then you love God, then you love whoever. 
all that you do is designed to please yourself, whether it's at the expense of God, whether it's at the expense of your friends, right? So when you love God first, all that you do is to please God, whether that be at the expense of yourself, meaning sacrificing flesh, lust, etc., etc., or that be at the expense of um, others, you know, people who may want you to compromise and you just don't want to do that. So now when you're in a relationship, if loving that person means that it comes at the expense of yourself and it comes at the expense of your relationship with God and God, then you have to let that go because God has to be the head. So in every relationship that you're in, it should be something where your actions are pleasing and gratifying to God. Your actions are pleasing and gratifying to yourself, which therefore now allows you to love this person. Don't love nobody if you don't love yourself. Because if the person becomes the head, and you love this person, and then let's say you love God, and then you love yourself, you will do everything that you can to make that person happy, whether it comes at the expense of God and your relationship with God and yourself. That's why you can't put people first. You put God first, and after God, it comes you, and then after yourself, it comes people. And so by that way now, you won't ever be in an abusive relationship because you love yourself. And because you love God, God would never want you to be in an abusive relationship with someone beating on you, okay? And so because of that, you removing yourself from a relationship where your life is threatened or the person is harming you would actually be pleasing to God because God never asks you to be in a situation where you'd be killing yourself. However, if you put that other person first, you will stay because you feel like you can love them until they get better. You can love them to change that you kind of deserve it and you just need to change and be better. Why? Because all of your actions are geared to making that person happy. So the most important thing that I want you guys to take from now is understanding again the hierarchy of love. Keep God first. Love God. Love yourself. Love man. Okay. And if you understand that and you keep that paradigm, then any relationship that you're in, you ask yourself, okay, I love God is what I'm doing in this relationship is how this relationship makes me feel is whatever is going on in this relationship. Is it something that pleases God? If the answer is yes, then you keep going. Now, am I happy in this relationship? You know what I mean? Is it something that's edifying me? And most things that edify and bless God will definitely edify and bless you. It just is what it is, right? Always start from the bottom up. I love this person, but is this relationship with this person something that's a blessing to me? Yes. Is what's a blessing to me in this relationship a blessing to God? Yes. Then if all the boxes check, you're good. So that's the first aspect of it. Second aspect of it is we fight our feelings, right? And the problem with fighting our feelings is that you're fighting yourself. And when you start fighting yourself, it's never really going to win because who is now the referee between you and you? Who becomes the judge? You understand both sides of your own story. It's your story. You understand both sides. And so what ends up happening is you end up in a situation, oh my goodness, I love this person. And, you know, it's so hard to leave. It's so hard to leave. I love this person. You know, I just can't stop feeling this way. And I think because I continue to love this person, that's why I will stay with them. And there is the mistake. Loving someone is not enough to be with them. Okay, just because you love someone is not enough reason to be with someone like I've learned that I love Oreo milkshakes. I can't have it all the time or I will become obese. (laughs) I've learned that I love basketball, but I can't play basketball as much as I want to or my knees will not do the things that I need them to do at 50. 
Just because you love something doesn't mean that you need to partake in it or invest in it. There are a lot of things that we love or like or are passionate about that really, really aren't that good for us. And see, the beauty is now understanding and accepting that. And the magic happens in this moment. And don't miss this. Just because I love it doesn't mean I need to do it if it's not good for me. So if you apply that to your relationships, and and this is literally something that I've done personally because, you know, I mean, back in the day, there was a girl that I really, really cared for and I had love for her. You know what I mean? She was, she was a, wasn't a perfect girlfriend, but she wasn't a bad one. And, you know, young and immature, it is what it is. But I always cared deeply for her. I always had a, a deep love for her. But I knew this relationship is just not good. It's just not good. It's not good for me. It's not good for her. It's bad for the both of us. And so despite the fact that I had love for her and I had these deep feelings. I told myself, look, I love her, but I can't be with her. And that made it so much easier now to separate because I didn't fight my feelings and try to pretend I was feeling something I wasn't feeling. I accepted it. I accepted the fact that, okay, I feel this way about you, but I also accept that I can't be with you. And when you start to accept that you can love a person, that you can feel for a person, but also make the decision not to be with them, now it becomes so much more liberating. Because now your feelings are not becoming this green light to be with the wrong people. Your feelings are just understanding, this is how I feel about this person, this is how this person makes me feel, but I understand that even though I feel these feelings, I cannot be with you. And now it, 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 what it does is it opens up the qualifications of your relationships to expand just beyond feelings and love. Because what you're saying is, I love you, I care for you, but I can't be with you, meaning that there is more that's required to be with this person. And what that does is it removes the clutter from your brain. It removes the clutter from your mind. And it now allows you to take those steps forward because now you're not constantly stopping at the fact that, oh my God, but I love you. I don't know what I'm going to do because it's like, I love you, but I know I can't be with you because it's just not healthy. It's not good. Yes, I love you. Yes, I will always feel the way I feel for you as long as I actually feel that way. And I will always care for you and always want the best for you. But knowing that I I just can't be with you. I love you, but I can't be with you. And I promise you, if you guys, whoever you're in relationships, struggling to be in relationships, or even when your time comes, if you're able to take this and internalize this, I promise you, you'll never be stuck. If you keep God first, that's one, right? Love God, love yourself, love man. But then the second part is embracing your emotions and saying, look, I'm not going to fight the fact that I feel this way about you. I'm not going to fight the fact that you make me feel crazy inside and 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 you know i mean our relations are great and and the conversation is popping and everything that we do is uh, i'm not gonna fight that i know that i understand all of that but despite that i know i can't be with you i love you but i just know we can't be together and if you can adopt that listen i promise you ain't gonna be stuck in no relationship if you stay stuck it's because you want to because to acknowledge to yourself that you do care about this person is no longer you fighting with yourself. You embrace it. You embrace who you are. You embrace how you feel. And now the last part of it being, all right, even though I feel this way, I just know I can't be with you. Why can't I be with you? Because it's just unhealthy. It's not good. I love you, but I'm not happy. It's crazy, right? That happens. You can love a person and not be happy. I love you, but this is just not healthy. So now 
The relationship needs more in order to function besides just feelings. It can't just be just love. I love you, but you don't talk to me the right way. I love you, but you don't treat me with respect. I love you, but you're too secretive. So I will always love you, but I know I can't be with you because you're missing too many other things. Or you're just not giving me the other things that I need. And it brings a sense of peace. You don't have to not love a person. People think like in order to break up, you got to hate the person or the feeling has to be gone. No, not at all. There are people in my life who uh, dating would be a stretch, but we somewhat dated, but it just didn't work. But I have I had great relationships with them while we were cool. You know, I mean, wonderful people who I still have feeling for, but the relationship just we couldn't be together. Just didn't make sense. But it didn't have to be negative. And people think like you have to hate a person for the relationship to fall apart. And that's what you need for it to break up. Nah, man. You can be fully, completely in love with a person, crazy about that person. But if the relationship is just not good, if you shouldn't be in it and you know you shouldn't be in it, I love you, but we just can't be together. So to all of my lovers out there, those of you guys in relationships who've been struggling, trying to figure out how to navigate your situation, I promise you, if you can take this and internalize this, you'll be all right. Like, it's okay. Feel what you feel for them. But at the end of the day, look back and say, is this good for me? Is this good for me? Start from the bottom. I told you, hierarchy of love, God, yourself, and the person. So you start the person and say, okay, is this relationship good for this person? Yes. Work your way up. Is this relationship good for me? Yes. Is this relationship something that's pleasing to God? Yes. If all the boxes check, you're good. But if you start, okay, is this relationship something that's good for them? Yeah. Is it good for me? No. Why would you keep going? <laughs> Stop. Stop. So to all my listeners out there, man, listen, if this applies to you, if this helps you, hey, leave me a review. Hit me up on Facebook, Selzjan Pierre Jr. Hit me up on Instagram, Sells, S-E-L-Z-J-P. Follow, subscribe to the podcast as I always ask you guys. Continue to show love. And when you leave a review, don't just leave the stars, but leave me some words. I love, I love, I love the feedback. Hit me up on Instagram. Hit me up on all the social medias. And yo, listen, if you know somebody who needs to hear this, or even someone you think might need to hear it, or somebody that God puts on your heart, send it. Send it to 10 of your friends right now. Let's spread the word. Let's get everybody to subscribe and keep the movement going. Listen, I appreciate y'all. It is always a pleasure. And again, another episode of Cell Speaks.